we all need nourishment. And the more we nourish ourselves, obviously, the more we keep filling our tank back up, the more we can give it to other people. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience, a first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Happy Nurse with Elena Mullery. Today, I have Andrew Eggleton joining me. Andrew leads presenters from good to world class using his own unique presenting methodology. This style steps away from the copy and paste approach of the technical and instead focuses on a presenter's heart brain and the magic in the space between the words, making sure when a presenter does speak, the words match the frequency of their greatness. I first stumbled across Andrew last year and he actually coached me for the best part of last year and I was really excited to get him on the podcast today. Welcome Andrew. Nice to to be chatting on this level now Elena you've gone on this uh, journey and it's nice to be it's nice to have the table turned. (laughs) Not quite maybe playing slightly at your level but not yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, nice to see. yeah, you really made me think last year about my presenting and it was under your awesome guidance that I launched a series of workshops around the country and you encouraged us to be the same person on stage as we were off stage and vice versa. So mm-hmm. when I do stand up to present, I don't feel like I have to be someone that I'm not and I think that is huge. Yeah, well, we we talk about uh, you know congruency, um, and obviously the words you know authenticity and just be you get thrown away around uh, willy nilly, so to speak. Um, but they get used a lot. But no one ever explains what authenticity or uh, just be you actually means. Uh, it's easy to say it, but of course, if I say just be you to you, it's 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 incredibly ambiguous, isn't it? Very, yeah. You know, if you if we if we knew that, we'd be just we'd we'd be doing it. So it's it's really hard information to actually process and then um, make tangible for yourself and put into action. Yeah, because if we don't know who we are deep down, then we don't know who we're meant to be being on stage. So I use this as an example: is 
every moment, every day, every moment, we have this almost, well, basically, it's an infinite range of how we act and react in any given moment, right? Which is just for you. That's just for you. It's, it's like what you're going to do in the next moment, how you act or react uh, is exactly just for you. So when people go on camera or on stage or even, uh, even in meetings, it's when someone goes just for you, it's like well, what moment in time are you talking about? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What part or fraction of me who have been today are you, are you actually singling out? So when I was working on film sets or, or TV, uh, what I would call a lazy director or perhaps um, not a very good one, would their direction would be, Andrew, just be you. And, of course, you know, in your 20s, that's one of the most confusing things you've probably ever, um, uh, you've ever heard. And you kind of go, Jan, I'm, I'm still figuring this stuff out, to be fair. Um, so it's, it's, it becomes your fantasy or perception of, of, of what you are. Um, so... When I say that just be you, it's being able to um, accept the state that you're in, accepting it, uh, not judging it, going, this isn't good or bad. This is, um, it's not good or bad to my presenting. It's not negative or positive. Um, this, is, this is me right now. And then, of course, being able to work moment to moment, moment to moment after that. And I think as nurses, that's so important because we may not be presenting on stage, but we are communicating with doctors, with allied health professionals, with patients. And we need to come across as knowing what we're doing. So knowing what state we're in when we're approaching that is, yeah, it's very key to delivering what we actually need because there can be a lot of Chinese whispers and miscommunication in medicine. So knowing exactly what we want and being able to convey that to the necessary people is it's very important god i mean yeah i mean i'm experiencing this at the moment yeah and i you know with uh you know about to have a son next month and um you know you're speaking to a doctor and literally we've had a few doctors now because we've been moving and literally every single one has had his own language and they've all made us feel completely different walking out of the room. Three different feelings would walk out of the room. One was panic. One was unsure, but I think we're okay. And then, of course, today we walked out and went, everything is fine. And that was just the way that they were able to articulate to us in a way that we understood and put us at ease. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, completely. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And the first... Yeah, the first doctor was, it, it, this is this is me critiquing, but you know, I mean, he was incredibly knowledgeable, but he just spoke too much because he he just kept on speaking in language that me and Danny were looking at each other, going, "Well, this means nothing to me." But our doctor today spoke in a language and kept on asking, "Do, do you understand? Does that make sense?" So we're like, "We've got it, yeah," and then we able to ask questions. So we, we walked out today feeling very light and, and very light and happy. That's exactly what I'm speaking about. You know, we have to speak in terms and in a language that the patient is understanding when we're talking to them because we could be thinking we're ticking every box. They're completely educated. They know what they need to do. Like, say, for example, when they go home, but they're going, 
oh my gosh, but they actually they're too scared to ask any questions and we don't offer them that opportunity. So yeah, it's, it's very important. I'll tell you a really quick funny story. This is like bedside manner. I, 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 but I uh, was having, this is a long time ago, like maybe 2008, and I was on a film shoot and one of my ankles was a bit swollen and the cameraman goes, Andrew, you've got a kidney stone. And I was like, how do you, how do you know that? And he goes, because I can see that your ankle's swollen. And for me, not knowing anything about that, I was like, this is a death sentence. And so I, and he said, go get checked out. I was immediately got checked out the next day. And when the nurses came back in, they had this really deep, solemn look on their face. And she, they looked at me and they, and they said to sit down. And she goes, Andrew, I'm really, really sorry to tell you this, but you have a kidney stone. Like I had cancer. Yeah. And I sat there and burst out in tears. And then I cried all the way home in the car. This is like a bloody 30. <laughs> I cried all the way home and going, I'm a, I am going to have to get emergency surgery and they don't know if, and because I, I asked, can, can you cut it out? And they said, no, it's very, very difficult. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just handed a death sentence here. And I got home and I told my flatmate who was a naturopath and she just burst out laughing and she goes, Andrew, it's a kidney stone. It might hurt like hell when you pass it, but you, you aren't going to die. And I went, why didn't they tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? They say passing kidney stones are like childbirth, so you can empathise with Danny in a few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'd actually, uh, just to write that story out, I'd actually don't even know what even happened to it. Oh, really? Yeah, don't know what happened to it. It just just dissolved on its own, obviously. I hope so. So, as you know, having been my coach, I'm all about promoting self-care to nurses. And you were someone who made me think about my non-negotiables. You brought that into my kind of world. What is your non-negotiable when it comes to your self-care? I have a couple, like uh, you probably know this, but like an absolute non-negotiable for me is uh, my, my gym time. So I've gone to the gym since I was 14. It's very much my happy place. It, uh, I like to keep in shape. And when I might say non-negotiable, if I hear my mind negotiating uh, out of it, that if I catch myself, I'll, I'm off. I'm off. I'm off the gym. So non-negotiable is exercise four times a week. The other one, too, is that whenever I build towards an event, whether that be a world tour or a retreat or something where I know it's going to intensify my workload, I will always take a period afterwards to one, celebrate and wrap myself up in the warm fuzzies of look what you've just accomplished. Um, And then I will have complete break of, depending on where I am in the world, but it'll be, you know, spas or pools or free diving because one of my favorite things um but it will be absolute downtime where i i look really look after myself like it, it just becomes drinking coconuts lounge about uh, uh bathe in the success allow myself to really bathe in the success because that's why you're doing it right that's essentially why you're doing it and it's um, so important to acknowledge that success and to so much thank yourself for it too Yep, yep, especially when you know you've broken down walls, gone around walls, under or over um, to get there. 
and you need to have that goal, that 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 line where you can get. I think the hard work when you're working towards something, the hard work is the actual getting there. The event itself, for me perhaps, is the celebration. Like when I'm on stage or when I'm running my treat, that's when I'm having a ball. That's I've created that experience. And then after that, would be the best way to describe it would be decompression. Yeah, letting the pressure fall off. That's it. Like totally let the body sleep, listen to yourself. Um, I think the only time I didn't do it well uh, was after the Portugal retreat last year. And it was perhaps the hardest I've ever worked. And it was off the back of a world tour. And I got to Portugal and I didn't even have accommodation booked for the night we finished and I booked something last minute it wasn't a very nice place the pool was windy and and crappy and I just felt like rocking back and forth in a corner like that's how that's how much or empty the tank was like it was really empty and I didn't have the surroundings to re-nourish myself and that really was that was that was telling yeah the bubble burst it did. It did. Like, a, the, like the, the, the bed in the room was horrible. You didn't want to lie on it. So then you went out to the pool and the, the day beds, all the things were all dirty. And, you know, I remember jumping into the pool and floating down to the bottom and sitting on the bottom just going, I think this is my happy, I, I think this is my happy place. I found it. I found it. And that is not a nice way to decompress. No. Not at all. For all that hard work, I, I, I needed more than that. Yeah, and I think it is really important that we do take that time out to decompress, especially in the nursing profession. I mean, we're on the go all day. We don't stop. We're dealing with good and bad situations. You come home and your Mm. mind, like, you can get home late at night and be back in early in the morning, but your mind's going like 10 to the dozen still because you're thinking about everything. So, yeah, even on a daily basis as a nurse, we need to just come home switch mm. off, actually spend 10, 15 minutes decompressing from the shift. Very much for you guys because it's, you're in a, I mean, you're in a putting someone else first situation. Yeah. You know, you're putting them first and you're also dealing with people in a highly sensitive or maybe strung out or definitely anxious state, aren't you? I mean, you're not in hospital because you're feeling well. You're in, you know, your hospital because something's not going to plan. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah, you're. It, it's a remarkable thing you you do. But knowing a lot of nurses now, which is bizarre, knowing a lot of nurses or people in your profession, um, I'm always. I was going to use the word impressed, but I don't think it's impressed. It's. I mean, I'm impressed with the workload or how you guys do it. But I I know from all the nurses, the thing is stress and not having being able to take care of yourselves yeah and it is so important and that leads perfectly into my next question so I created a model of self-care that breaks it down into five aspects these are the mental emotional physical spiritual and indulgent aspects of ourselves what do you do for indulgent self-care uh this is going to sound counter uh (laughs) indulgent is (laughs) <laughs> it feels like this is a bit of a flip side here, but indulgent for me is actually a cigar and a really nice wine. 
That's all right. That makes me feel very happy. The other, probably my most indulgent and happy place is that maybe wraps up all of those is free diving. So for those who don't know what free diving is, no tank and just going down as, as, as deep as you can and, and staying there. And it's the, the most calming. Uh, it's probably indulgent because it normally you've got to f- fly into the middle of freak nose where to, uh, to, to, to get to those places. Um, but that is my absolute happy place. And I've learned that after it went decompressing, I need to go find deep water. Um, and uh, wow, I can, and, and I can imagine that would require a massive amount of presence when you're doing that. Yeah, you can't be anywhere. At this and this is the thing: you can't be anywhere else but just there, because any thoughts outside of being super present is um, is burning oxygen. Yeah. So you can only. It, it, this is why it's so peaceful. You can only think about seeing the shards of light piercing the water and coming down towards you, or, or, or of course, how your body's feeling and, and the heart and the, and the, obviously your lungs starting to burn and those kind of things. So it is, it's incredibly present. But all those other things dissipate. How long do you go down for? Oh, a few, few minutes. I was actually, I was thinking about you doing that this morning because I was thinking about this interview and I was at a breathwork class. In the, in the last round, we had to hold our breath for three minutes afterwards. And I thought, I must ask Andrew how long he dives down for, because obviously you would be holding your breath then too. Because I struggled um, for the three minutes. So I found it hard. Yeah, I mean, there's this technique. I mean, obviously, it sounds like that's what you're, you're learning, but there's this technique of really lowering that heart rate and yeah, lowering the heart rate you know, and breathing a certain way, getting ready. And then there's that massive intake of air. Uh, before you go down and just holding that, but it's it's really learning that the burning sensation in your in your lungs is doesn't mean that you're out of air. There's there's a whole lot left in the tank, and it's and it's learning to move through that. Yeah, because your brain your brain's going you're a long way from the top, and you're already out of air, dude. There's you're a long way from the top. You're already out of air. You better get out there, and you're going. I'm fine which is actually the first time I learned the three me's. I remember I was, I, I was down super deep. When I say super deep, like 30 meters. And I remember my body going, get up. It's time to go up. Then my mind panicking as I was going up and then me telling my mind to calm down. And I, that's when I had this epiphany on the way on. The literally going up was going, who's that? Who's the third person? Who, who, who am I telling my mind to tell my body? There's three of us down here. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, totally, yeah. It was bizarre. It was just a funny little epiphany that I had while, while yeah, trying not to die. Yeah. It's a bit similar. I mean, we're going off track, but um, when people go for an anaesthetic, before they give them the drugs that put them off to sleep, they over-oxygenate them. They put that mask on and fill their lungs with air. So that there's enough in there for that moment or two while they intubate them. So yeah, it's a very similar process. Oh yeah, nice. There's something I didn't. There's something I didn't know. There you go. That's what mm. they're doing when they give you the oxygen before surgery. Right, right. I haven't had to have that for a while. Thank God. Yeah. 
If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. As you know, I always try to turn up as the best version of myself and I encourage my listeners to do the same. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of yourself? Good question. I feel like I have this innate, I think it's the right word, an, an innate something in me that uh, is obsessive about it. Um, like I have never had a normal job. Like I've, I've never worked for, I've never really, I've never worked for somebody else. Uh, unless it's, you think of TV and film, I guess there's someone employing you. But um, I've always kind of walked to the beat of my own drum. And I know there's this, if I've got this one shot, this one lifetime, and how, how much can I, can I make of it? Especially when the challenge is laid down, when you, when you really break it down to the, 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 the fine print of only you hold you back. Yeah. And when you bring it back to that, you're like, oh, my God. So what do I just need to go? What do I just need to keep learning to get the hell out of my own way? What, what does that look like? And once you, you have some tools or a foundation to do that, you realise um, that's what, then you start to become obsessive. I think I'm pretty obsessive about what it is that I do. So um, I'm obsessed. Yeah, so the days when I um, struggle to drag my ass out of bed, it doesn't take much for me to turn that around and start to, I start to think about my obsession with presenting the craft, um, being better. Um, and it, that just takes me a, like a, a minute or, or, or less, and I'm like, okay, cool, let's do this. And it doesn't matter how tired I am, that will spin my wheels again. It's more, it's like a passion you've got, and it shines through. You're so awesome at what you do. Thank you, thank you. When you are able to do that, you've already moved up above the majority of the population on this planet who are the people that do sleep in longer or do give up or do take the day off because they're a little bit tired where whereas I go do you really need this day off because you're going to miss a day out of discovering another piece of information that makes you a better presenter or better in this craft and then that kind of once I weigh that up I I've kind of got to move on it. I need to take action. Yeah, you're you're a real action taker, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. For better or for worse, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's your driver. It's what's keeping you motivated. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I consider myself really healthy. I don't I eat really well, I exercise really well, I very rarely get sick. I, I can't think of the last time I got sick I think I had a cold and like three years ago um so I I go okay well if I was feeling lethargic or sick or or things and I go okay okay you might want to check what you're doing but I, I think this drive and this passion and and the, how excited I get by it keeps me healthy yeah and I always say you need to offer yourself the same compassion you so freely give to your patients you know to the listeners and part of that compassion is allowing you to do what makes you happy, what lights you up. So 
you are really being kind to yourself by allowing you to, to do what it is you absolutely love doing. Yes, yep, yep. I was speaking to clients about this this morning of, you know, one was saying I had a, she had a bit of a meltdown and I, and I was laughing. I was like, about what? And she goes, oh, I just about gave up. And I, and I, I laughed and I said, I, I just about give up I probably, every month. Every month there'll be a day where I'm like, oh, I give up. I'm going to go and get a job or do something else because, you know, it just, you just have that, you just have one of those days. And then literally the next day it's like it never happened. And normally, when I have one of those days too, if you think about you know, the magnet or the you know the the pinks and troughs, there's always the equals. Is on those days where it feels like the trough, and I'm dragging my heels, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm sick of this, this or this, or um, literally the next day will be the balance of that. Yeah, the opposing opposite immediately to remind myself. Oh, and you nearly and you thought about giving up yesterday, and look what happened today. Sounds like nursing, depending on the patient load and who you're working with. It's very much mm. a roller coaster, and yeah, the peaks and troughs. I've been more conscious in the last, perhaps even over the last month, but of of starting to notice my resistance in areas. So my, my resistance would be like on those days where I'm having those uh, resistance days of, oh, this isn't working or, I'm, or, 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 or let's give up. I'm, I'm going, well, where there's resistance, there won't be flow. Yeah. So let go and go, you're just having one of those days and tomorrow is going to be completely different. So that resistance dissipates. The other one that could be um, I'm removing the resistance now of, of that scarcity of, you know, the pandemic came. Yeah. You know, the great pandemic of 2020. And the resistance of uh, everyone's telling you lock things up, cut your spending, cut staff, uh, you know, buckle down. And then I, but then I went, I've got to this age and I've been through so much and I've still come out smelling like roses somehow. And so my thing was, you're going to be fine because I always figure it out. Always, I never roll over. It's just not in my, it's not in my bones. And within a few weeks, especially, I mean, especially right now in hindsight, I was just thinking about this in the grocery store before. I was like, oh my god, you've actually thrived in this pandemic, and not, you've had to cut your world tours, you've had to cut retreats, but somehow you've replaced all that income and actually grown with clients in a time when people have been telling you to cut back, cut expenses. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like some went to survival. I was like, bugger it. If I can thrive in a pandemic, then what's going to happen when this finishes? I'm going to be awesome. It's that growth mindset instead, instead of being in the fixed one, you know, that growth mindset encouraged you yeah. to think outside the box, to look for the alternatives. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much you. for jumping on with me today. Thank you, Elena. Nice to be here. No worries. Cool. Thank you, Andrew. Very good. Oh, very cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Happiness Podcast. 
you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happy Nurse community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others.